right, welcome back. This is Carrie and Ben with Coldwell Banker Seward Realtors. And Carrie, go ahead and tell us the story. All right, so we're, we're talking about our, our heartfelt moments of, you know, working with families. Mm-hmm. And I think the number one thing I can say is it is those first time home buyers that it doesn't matter their, their age. We've, I've worked with people in their 20s who this is their first home. This is what they wanted to do. We found them their perfect home that hugs them and makes them feel at home. Mm-hmm. But we've also worked with the families who are in their 50s and 60s that have never owned a home because for some reason, one reason or another, they've just never have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, helping them put down roots and getting to know the area and taking that time of, you know what, didn't really mind that it was maybe a $50,000 home. Mm-hmm. It it didn't matter. The price never really matters with me. You know, if it's that $50,000 home and that's your first home, we're going to make sure you're taken care of. And it's the perfect home for you. Even if it's, you know, we haven't hit the half a million dollar homes yet, but it, to us, the price doesn't really matter. It's what are you looking for in a home? And can I connect you with a home that just hugs you that says, you know what, when I come home at night, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to spend 16, 17 hours out of my day here because this is where I feel comfortable. And I think that's what really drives us as far as working with families, that it's that, that kind of heartwarming feeling. It's very, it's very, uh, very fulfilling, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's one of the things that I think, um, people who are looking at real estate as a, a career, um, uh, if that's something that they get satisfaction out of seeing somebody else happy, seeing somebody else connect, you know, like you talked about with that, that, that home, um, that's, that's huge. That, that, that really is. And, and it, like you said, doesn't even have to be somebody that's younger. Um, uh, one of our associates in the office uh, was recently working with a couple who, both lost their spouses um um uh, and and so and they both each owned um uh their own home but they wanted to own a home for the first time together, together. right that it was going to be their home right that that new start that new beginning and so we get a chance to to do life, you know, with people mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's pretty cool. You know, the, and that's a, that's one of the things that I think is very satisfying about this, uh, about this profession. Um, one of the misconceptions that I had heard when, when Carrie, you first started back in like 2017, um, be, because our office does so well with the quote higher end properties, people kind of associated us with that. And it was the, well, uh, kind of mousy look saying, you know, my house is probably not that it's only like 40 or $50,000. Can you still help me? And yes. Oh yes. We absolutely, we've, we've dealt with every level and with every demographic and every person. And it's, it's sometimes the, you know, not the lower end, but yeah, mm-hmm. the, the lower price point that's just as fulfilling as the magical mansion up on top of the lake. This goes back to something you brought up earlier, you know, in our, in our, um, uh, program. And that's that it's, it's really about the, uh, the family. It's mm-hmm. really about that, that customer or that client's needs. And that's what drives us. And that's one of the reasons why we've been in business for over 87 years. I mean, I remember looking for my first home. The agent I was working with, he was really great. I enjoyed working with him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Carrie, you're looking at the here and now. He's like, what happens when those boys turn 16 and they have a car? Where are you going to put the car? I'm like, um, they're not getting their own car. Well, guess what? The boys turned 16. They both had their own cars. <laughs> and now I have a one stall garage and I've got four vehicles. Right. So it kind of was the, okay, well, maybe he was right. that. Uh, but the house was perfect. Mm -hmm. So we went with the house that was perfect kind of at the time, but you know, even now working with the families, we always kind of do the whole entire, okay, this is going to fill your here and now, 
But what happens when you have the birthday party or the Thanksgiving? How many people do we need to fit into this home? And how many times is that going to happen? Because if you're only going to be having Thanksgiving and you only need to fit 40 people in your home once once a year, probably Thanksgiving may not be the the season to do that. You might want to pick a summer month so that way you can put everybody outside. Mm -hmm. But if you have a larger family, we need to kind of look at that so that way we're not getting you a smaller home because then not everybody's going to fit in there. It's not going to be that perfect fit. And and it comes down to, you know, finding out, you know, uh, kind of doing that needs analysis, right? Finding out what's what's most important to them. And then, you know, through the process, they're going to put those in order. You know, what's more important than something else? Mm-hmm. Because it's difficult to, to find the absolute check all the boxes type right. of a home. You know, so we, we work with our families a lot of, okay, well, what's your hearing now? But then also let's dream a little. Look down the road. You know, yeah. are, are we going to have a dog? Are we going to have a cat? Mm-hmm. What about the best friends? You know, if they're single, do you plan on getting married? What if you do? What if you don't? Those sort of things. So that way you can kind of plan for, I'm going to be in here for the next five years. Mm-hmm but is this home going to still fit me in five years mm-hmm. versus finding out two years later that the home is too small. Now we're calling and saying, Carrie, get me out of this home because it's now too small. Mm-hmm. It's not the right location. It's not the whatever's we want to make sure that you're happy with that home for a long time. Right. And then you have that, that couple that ends up um, uh, being in the same home for 60 years. Those mm-hmm. are my favorite homes favorites. Right? Right. I mean, it and and think of all the memories. Oh, I know. that that are created, you know, in that type of a situation. And and so now, you know, we have the opportunity to work with those folks on the other end of of their life, the other end of their their journey, and that usually involves, you know, their adult children. And mm-hmm. this kind of circles back to that whole technology piece where, you know, we can make a presentation to all three of the, of the children um, uh, through a Zoom call and through our, our presentation and, and show them the, our strategic marketing plan, show them what the pricing strategy can be based on the market data that we've pulled. And they can be ones in California, you know, one is living in town and, and the other one, you know, might be out East someplace and we can get everybody on the same page. Had this happen just a few weeks ago and mom and dad were in my office looking at my computer screen while the kids were on. You know, so um, uh, they just thought it was the coolest thing, you know. They, they do. And then we get them into the conference room and we got the big screen TV right? up there too. Right? We put that exactly. up, put everything yep. up there and they're like, oh, wow, I really need to clean my home. <laughs> so it, it's, you know, I wouldn't want anybody listening to think that with technology, the personalness has gone away. Quite the contrary. As a result of technology, the personal side of, of this business has become even more important. And we still make that um, uh, a very, very important part of what we do for our clients. And it is very, re- very nice to go to the homes and talk with mom and dad mm-hmm. and hear the history of, of the home because they've had it for 60 years mm-hmm. and you get to hear all the stories. And if the kids are there too, and then they start talking about, okay, well, remember this Christmas and we did this and it turns into that four hour meeting. <laughs> Sometimes it does. You don't realize that you've been there for four hours. No, it doesn't feel like it. Because you got to know everyone. You got to know the parents, you got to know the kids, their kids yet too, on top of it, who are all part of this transaction to make sure that grandma's home is being taken care of. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. Yeah. Or, or even we had a, a recent conversation, a, a listing consultation, and that person grew from, you know, uh, and he told us the story of how he's grown through 
so many different businesses and being an entrepreneur and he doesn't have kids, but he was so very much proud of where he's come from and the journey he took. My, my goodness. We, we were there for three or four hours. We, yes, we were. Yeah. I mean, it was a long, it was a long time to be at, at a home, but in order to learn about the house, to be able to do the comps, you need to be there that long to, to learn about it, learn about the nuances, because as you're talking, then they remember, oh yeah, but remember we did this to this part of the building and we did it at this time. So back in 20,000 is when we did this part to the building, Mm -hmm. which they didn't remember the first time that you walk through the building. They're like, oh, and here's the big building and there's nothing. Then all of a sudden you start talking about the businesses and, oh yeah, well, we added this to it and then we added this. Okay, well, now you're starting to add a little bit more value to your property versus just kind of going, well, yeah, well, here's a three bedroom home. What is it worth to to you now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that we find helpful when we go to market the property as well, so that we can show those things off. Because it was, if it was memorable and valuable enough for the person to build it that way, there is a reason why, and it's probably an asset to the property. I mean, our um, puppy gate at our last listing up in Wausau. I mean, it was really neat. They. So it was, it was a bi-level. It was a bi-level. And you walk in, you can go up or down. Mm-hmm. So going up, you know, people might have a plastic gate that they stretch across. This one, though, had a wooden hidden pocket door gate. So they made the railing, but they made it so that way the pocket was actually the gate. So you actually pulled the gate out from the wall and swung it over. Oh, wow. So that way, you know, if you wanted to keep kids out of the going downstairs or if you mm-hmm. needed to keep the dog from coming mm-hmm. upstairs. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You would have this very nice, beautiful gate that was very aesthetically pleasing to the house, but you didn't know about it unless you're like, okay, so for some reason, the slats don't line up in this wall here. Why is that? I'm like, oh, yeah, well, this is the, the gate. And it was a pocket gate. But Interesting. if you just kind of walked by it, you're just like, okay, well, there's a knee wall and okay, so it's got some slats. Okay, continue on. But to be able to stop and hear the story about how the brother built. How, how it developed. Yep, yeah, how it came yeah. into to play. But now here's a really good question for you, JR. What's that? Okay. So sometimes things don't go as planned in transactions. Really? Uh, you know. Uh, it happens very, very rarely in our office. That doesn't ever happen to you, does it? Oh, I am. I get them quite enough. <laughs> it's all rainbows and sunshine and everything goes <laughs> right, perfectly. And, and unicorns yeah. too, right? Yes. And unicorns, right? So when those transactions don't exactly go as planned, mm-hmm. you know, you you are our broker. We always say, you know, in our listings and even with working with buyers of when there's a problem where we know we are going to be over our head, we are going to put on the brakes and we're going to bring in JR. Because JR is going to have all of the plans in the world to help us through navigate these treacherous waters. So how how do you help your staff? Oh, sensei, do tell us. <laughs> but, well, and and we have a limited amount of experience, but we're creative as well. So mm-hmm. we can handle most things. You guys are, are very good problem solvers. Very good. But there are just some things that we just don't need know a, how to handle. Need a different perspective. And sometimes it's just that. It, so it, if I can use an analogy. Okay. Um, imagine that you're going to put your canoe or kayak in at this portage point. And you're going to have to travel, you know, um, 10 miles on this river. And this river has got bends. It has some logs. It has rocks. It has rapids. It has some deep sections. And there's a lot of things, right, that you could come across on that river. And even though you've been down that river before, you may have not been on that spot of the river, right? That mm-hmm. particular part, you know, of the river. So each time you make that trip on that river, you're going to learn more about that river. So I've been on that river a lot. <laughs> 
And and so I, uh, as a result of that, that experience, um, just like a, a good guide, you know, if you were going to go on a fishing trip, he knows, you know, where the different parts of that river are, what parts to avoid, which, you know, could be dangerous. And also there's times where even, even with the guidance and everything else, stuff happens. And the storm comes through and now you've got treacherous things in your way. Right. There's that, a tree in the middle of the living room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. In the river, tree in the oh, middle of the oh, river. Oh, that's right. Stick with, stick, <laughs> stick with this, right? Yep, I will. <laughs> but yeah. And so the, the more time, you know, the more experience you have with that river, you can, you've had some of these things happen before or a variation of it. And so I guess that goes back to what, what I think you're talking about is that there's nothing like having that experience and that field experience. And uh, those are the things that even though uh, uh, a month doesn't go by, you know, so hopefully not a day doesn't go by where I might say, you know, I've never seen that before. But something can pop out of that river that I haven't seen before. And, and so that's, I guess, you know, my response is that it, there's nothing like experience. You can't, you can't, nobody can download that. You can't find it on the internet. We cannot Google, you know, how to right? fix this. Right. <laughs> so, so that's, I guess, the, the value add. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, having those experiences and trying to be able to help you then through that or using something from another experience that I may have had that is applicable in this situation too. Well, and, and definitely as a coach, it, it, it really is wonderful having you as, you know, running the office and running the team. We do have many other players in our office too. We switching do. analogies, right? I right? know. Okay. Um, there are a lot of other agents and support staff in our office mm-hmm. that have been around the block quite a few times. We're very fortunate to to have the team that we do um, uh, in all of those all those uh, categories or or positions that that you've mentioned. And especially even as a sounding board, you know, we can just voice and think through a process with someone more experienced. And even maybe just get the feedback of, well, what's the path of least resistance? It's like, oh, but you don't want to drive 10 hours to get a guy's signature because he won't pick up his phone. <laughs> and it's, like, it's well, happened, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. It, um, uh, you just you know, made me, you know, think of something else, but you talked about, you know, those other experiences. And, and I think that's where that, that you know, team, you know, atmosphere that, that we've created in our culture, you know, plays in. Um, it's not unusual for somebody to say, you know, this is how I handled it, you know, and, and, uh, to offer that help. We even created a, a forum for that to take place within our company. We call it our, our collab 30 mm-hmm. and not, and now we're not talking COVID here. We're talking collab as in Collaboration. Uh, collaboration. Exactly. Exactly. And, and we do that now three company wide bet- uh, between th- uh, three different Coldwell Banker offices. And it's an open forum, you know, for our associates to get on for 30 minutes and talk about what's important to them and, and what challenges and, and, and what victories, you know, that they've had. And exchange, you know, those ideas and everybody, you know, walks away, you know, with probably knowing something more than they did um, uh, before they got on. A lot of times it's not even when things go wrong, it's the beforehand, hey, this transaction went really good because I thought of this to do Mm -hmm. and put it into place. It's like, oh, that was a really good victory. Maybe we can do Sharing those best practices, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now we we do have some agents transition in and out of the office. So there's always people wanting to get into real estate. Mm-hmm. So what do you look for? Uh-huh. 
so this is something that it, I, I don't know if, if everybody looks for, but the, if I had to pick, you know, top three, I would be, I would say one of the top ones is being very service oriented or very customer oriented. Um, that that's critical. In fact, that's one of the things that attracted me to Carrie and and talking to her about a career in real estate. How many years ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Twenty seventeen. So almost five. Yeah, because yeah. I was still I was still cooking. Yeah, because I honestly thought you wanted me to come cook a dinner for you. So I mean, <laughs> I'm like, sure, I'll come Sue talk to you. Sue does a good job. Sue does a good job. <laughs> yeah, but you, you hadn't considered real estate as a career. Oh no, I knew absolutely nothing. Right. And so uh, being very service oriented. Um, another thing that is really important is perseverance. That can be a game changer. Um, not giving up. Um, uh, looking for another way, you know, being creative, you know, um, uh, looking for how to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, so perseverance is really, is really big. And, and, um, uh, being a problem solver and, and enjoying that, you know, um, as opposed to, oh my gosh, you know, the sky is falling, you know, um, uh, well, what are we going to do about that? <laughs> right? Do you look for anything in particular for a seasoned agent? I know that there are some agents out there who do listen to this podcast. Mm. So I'm just kind of curious, you know, are you, those are, are characteristics you look for in, in any agent, but if you're a senior, a seasoned agent, what are you kind of looking for in in a seasoned agent? So not just someone brand new, but someone who's got a few years underneath their belt. Well, actually, all three of those do apply. Okay. And uh, whether somebody is brand new at, or somebody is seasoned, because you can have somebody that might be a seasoned agent, and if they're not customer-oriented, I'm not so sure they're a good fit for our company, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, and, uh, but in addition to those, uh, I would say somebody that is a lifelong learner. Right. Well, and just look at how many changes have happened over your career. Mm-hmm. My goodness. If, if you're not willing to keep open and learn about the, the new technology or the new parts of the industry. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to be a hindrance. So that, that, you know, so it, I guess, you know, um, teachers, you know, uh, probably call it, you know, being teachable. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, but, you know, a desire to learn, a, a desire to get better, right? I mean, I, it, if, if I have an opportunity, and I'm sure if, if any of our listeners have ever done any coaching, Right. If they're looking at at um, who they want on their team and uh, if they've got somebody that is hungry, somebody that wants to learn, wants to be better at at their craft, at their at their 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 sport or whatever. Boy, that's who I want to talk to. Fantastic. So if you're listening out there and you want to be a real estate agent, Perhaps consider joining the Coldwell Banker Seward family, and uh, yeah, pop into the office, and she'll. We would love interest. that. And if even if it's even if it's just a hey, I'd like to talk to you more about that, you know, and mm-hmm. and find out more about how you think you know you would be able to add value to my business, my life, and uh, by being part of your team, be glad to have that conversation. The last half of the the year, what are you most looking forward to? A vacation. From from, from us? Right. (laughs) From us or like from, you know, what is vacation? vacation, Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, We've come from the hospitality service industry and yeah, there are no vacations. (laughs) There are no vacations. That and dairy farmers. Yes. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So, um... Wow. That, you know, I, I would say. Are we done running marathons? 
Um, We're well, not talking about halvesies, though, like the full 26.2 oh, okay. miles. okay. All right. Because <laughs> halvesies <laughs> don't count. <laughs> oh, really? No. Okay. Because that's like an afternoon run. Sure. No, no, not, not anymore. Um, so yeah, I would... Um, I would like to, um, again, you know, train for another marathon and, um, I, I do plan on doing another, uh, Boston in the future. Um, I was going to say is Boston that, in yeah, the but horizon? That's, but that's not, that's not happening in, in 2021. Um, uh, maybe 2022, but it's not happening in 2021. Um, uh, but having said that, you know, um, I guess the things that, I'm looking for for the second half of the year is the opportunity to help some more people, you know, to find that, that just right home. And when I say I'm, you know, our company, you know, um, uh, it's been very frustrating for a lot of, uh, people in the marketplace, not so much for sellers. I mean, it's been overwhelming, you know, I'm sure. Um, uh, but that's, we help manage that process of multiple offers and, you know, the, the sellers are, 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 are ecstatic in most cases mm-hmm. of the fact that they're getting a great price for their home and maximizing, you know, the equity that they're, they're getting out of their home. But for home buyers, it's been tough. And so what, you know, what I'm, I'm hoping for is that the buyers are able to understand the process better, um, that we can do a good job through things like your program and through those one-on-one sessions that you have with those buyers of helping them set um, uh, realistic expectations for the process. And, and I, you know, I've heard some buyers say, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to step out of the game. You know, I'm, I'm just going to, wait to see if this changes. I, to be honest, you know, if you're listening, um, I don't see any immediate change on the horizon. Mm -hmm. And, and if there is, it's probably going to come along with higher interest rates. So really what have you, you gained in stepping out of it and waiting for there to be more properties on the market and not be so competitive. And I really think staying in the game is key. Because even if you're not getting the home, but going to the home and seeing that home, seeing Very that important. space and going, you know what? This kitchen is too small. Yep. No, this kitchen is too big. Right. I need to have two separate family rooms because I need mm-hmm. to be able to, to divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. That's important to How find else out. can we help them, right? In, in, unless, you know, we get that feedback from them by them, you know, looking at property. So um, at my hope, you know, for the second half of the year is that, you know, we'll see some more properties, you know, becoming available and also um, that people just um, stay engaged and don't lose hope. Okay, so a little bit of a personal question now. Oh boy. Um, we, we've had a lot of people on the show talk about local events in the area, mm-hmm. you know, a water ski show and a lot of the runs that happened and um, Blossom Fest, all that stuff. What's your favorite event in a year? Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, um, uh, this one's near and dear to my heart, and I actually uh, shared it in a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we just brought back, um, the run the rapids, yep. um, uh, it had been around, um, uh, for 14 or 15 years and, uh, a great event for raising awareness, um, on, uh, uh, child abuse prevention. Um, and, it um, uh, this year we partnered with the YMCA and also with the Boys and Girls Club, very youth oriented organizations. Uh, what a great facility, YMCA, you know, um, and, and the new Boys and Girls Club. I mean, wow, to have that as an asset in our committee, huge. So, um, I, I 
was on the race committee and with some other uh, great individuals that were passionate about bringing this back. And it was right on the edge. I mean, we, when we started working on this, we were still in, you know, COVID mode, you know, in terms of no community events and getting people together and that whole thing. So we took a chance. You know, we were, this was before, you know, it, when we started working on this, this is before there was even a vaccine. Okay. Well, sure. Well, well those events take a lot of time to plan. They so do. They yeah. Do. Yeah, they do. And, and so, um, uh, it, uh, wh- why it was uh, so special for me, this is me talking personally, yes. is that, um, uh, years ago, um, I showed up at that event uh, as a Rotarian um, uh, because we were one of the supporters um, for some of the funds that were raised to put the event on. And I, at that particular time, I was the president of our Rotary Foundation. And so I figured I, I you know, need to show up, you know, on that day of the race. I didn't, I was not running back then. And I cannot imagine you not running. I know, right? That that's that that's this is why it was a big deal. And so I showed up in my khakis and and a, a pair of walking shoes and and uh I was there to just support and walk in the event. And it was this it, it was like this beautiful sunny day and seeing all these people there was just great and and I and I'm walking along and I'm thinking, "Oh man, I mean, years ago I used to run and, and, and I, you know, I really missed that, you know, I wonder what would happen if I started running and, and I took off running and I thought, well, you know, at least I'm going to run part of it. And I ended up running the rest of the, the race. Now I didn't win the race, you know, or, or, or the event or anything like that, but it brought back something that was, that, that I was very, that I enjoyed. And I thought, why did I ever stop this? And, um, uh, two years later, I ran my first marathon. I had never, I had never, ever in my entire life, and and I was at fifty five at that time, um, I run farther than three point one miles. That was the furthest, and so yeah, so that's my you know cool thing that we were able to bring that back uh, to the community and it was very well attended. We had 173 participants. People were so excited to just be back out and about again. And it was a beautiful day for it. It was. It was was gorgeous. It really was. It was. And that same day, um, uh, several people from our office were involved in another event. um, uh, And what was the name of it? The the what? The canine? The canine run and walk. We call it the puppy run. Or the canine 5K or something like that. Something like that. We just... It was about the puppies. Yep, and that and that helped raise money for the our Southwood County Humane Southwood, Society. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic! It, it really is. It's fantastic. Carrie, do you have anything else? No, I think I'm I'm good. Jared, it's been great to have you over here. At Thank the house. you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Ed. You guys have got a great studio here. This is so neat that you're doing this. And and uh, I look forward to um, uh, hearing more about some of the other guests and, and podcasts that you guys have. All right. Sounds good. Well, you guys all have a great Central Wisconsin day. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Well, that was certainly fun having having our broker on. It is. It's always great to to talk to him about the history of Cobalt Banker Stewart. I mean, it really is. It is it is awesome just to sit down and just talk real estate with him and have that opportunity just to learn a little bit more about the company that we're working for. Well, and it's he's been around the area doing real estate. So it's like he's he's seen He's been around. He's seen everything and then some. Well, pretty much. And the stuff he hasn't seen, we're, we're finding for him. You know, you, you like to play stump the broker every now and then. It is kind of fun to, to do. And we, we have managed to find some things, some situations that he has never run into. And again, he helps navigate those waters as far as what is the best option for our buyer or our seller, depending upon which way it is. 
And, and like I said, even just to to have that sounding board and you know to to draw on other experiences. Now you've been you've been doing this for a few years, a handful, um since 2017, so that'd mm-hmm. be four, four, right? Um seems longer. Some days it does. Yeah. And and we go through about about 30 closings a year roughly. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, 30 or more chances to, you know, have an experience ourselves and and sort of navigate these waters on our own. And and he is right. It every single offer, every single listing is not the same as the next one. So what you learn in in on on A may not apply to B, but may apply to F. So every single one of them is different. So it's never the same day. Everything is kind of a little bit different, which is great. Or if they're even similar transactions, they might have speed bumps or road bumps at different places along the way. And, you know, it's the people involved, the uh, the different contractors is, uh, who we bring on to assist through the process. You know, there's so many moving parts, and that's why we're here as as realtors to help people navigate through all those. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. It is. So it's 4th of July weekend. It is. I really hope that everybody has a safe and happy 4th of July. I know we're going to be going down to the fireworks, I believe, this on Sunday. So, something. There's going to be explosions somewhere. There is. I mean, mm-hmm. it's usually our favorite thing to do is just to sit at home and at our old house, we could see the fireworks. So we could stay home and we usually like to listen to the police scanner and just kind of t- listen to what's going on down there. and kind of enjoy the the backyard a little bit. Right. And we, we happen to have a, a current listing that's um, under contract, but we're going through the process of running through the contingencies and they have just the perfect spot. They, they do. They actually have a second floor balcony and it overlooks the river, uh, I think a block away from Grand Avenue Bridge. Right. So, I mean, they're, they're really excited. They get to have their last 4th of July in their home and then start new at their next home. Right. And hopefully the the next people who are in that home will enjoy that experience. I know it was a selling point and especially getting the, the drone photo of exactly where the house overlooks the river was, yeah, it was nice. Got a lot of comments about that one. Mm-hmm. So we managed over the, the last week, so we can talk about this because this, at, this listing is going to be live and we can talk about it. So we just took a, a new listing this past week and it is a really neat, well laid out three bedroom, two bath house in on the east side of Wisconsin Rapids. Okay. Tell me more. Well, it's right on the walking path. So it's on the corner of First and Cherry. So kind of on that walking path, we're going to call it the recreational path because People can run on it. You can bike on it, that sort of thing. So we're going to call it a recreational path, but that's right on there. So that way, if you are kind of big and you want to big into athletics and you want to have that walking opportunity and or a biking opportunity, either which way, uh, you can just jump on that pathway and head all the way up to Beeren, walk along the river over on that side. It's a really pretty path. And it's not... That far away from the Veterans Park where we have lunch by the river on Thursdays. So it's kind of the in-between um, section between that uh, downtown Veterans Park area mm-hmm. and then up to Bearn. Right. And it's really it's a really nice location. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it. So if you're looking for that three-bedroom, two-bath house, we've got one listed. It's a single-story ranch. It's very functional. Mm-hmm. It's on a corner lot. Um, there is a... I... I, I don't know if it's its own lot, but it's a vacant bit of land right next to it on Cherry Street. So that that offers, you know, sort of a, a seclusion. You know, you don't have that neighbor right there. Right. And they're you, not stacked on top of each other like in yeah. some parts of Rapids. And, and even the neighbor on, on first, there's a, a buffer with some, some trees. So mm-hmm. it feels pretty private, even though it's on the corner. Right. Right. So if you have any questions about that, please give us a call and we'd be happy to get you in. Or check out myrabbits.com. They'll take you to the Coldwell Banker Seward page and you can check out all of our listings. Excellent. 
really good. So what else has been going on in the market there, Ben? Well, people have been selling homes. They've been coming on the market. Um, our office seems to be all of a bustle with new listings coming coming live. So that it really is a good sign that the market is um, active again. Uh, and we've been seeing that, you know, on the buyer's side, we've been able to get offers looked at and considered where, you know, the, those same offers perhaps, oh, eight months ago would perhaps not have been as attractive or, you know, considered as heavily. Yeah. So, and, and I've, I've got a feeling, okay, now this is just me and my feels. Okay. That this is um, going to be quite common a, across this general area moving forward. So kind of getting back to a more stabilized market, it's, it's a good way to, to look forward the, uh, the fall time. Um, I don't know what the fall and winter time is going to be, if it's going to recur into a, a slow period, just as a, a normal market would be, you know, a seasonal slowdown. Um, because, you know, Labor Day and kids getting back into school, people tend to not want to move. And then the winter time, it's always difficult to do so. Right. So we might be looking at a traditional seasonal slowdown again and getting things back in line to <laughs> what we what we've been used to before the craziness of 2019 and 2020. That is very true. All right. So this weekend we are going to attempt to fix our screen porch. So one of our, our projects is to kind of get that screen porch ready for winter. Cause you mentioned winter is coming. Winter is coming. So we need to now start switching gears and getting ready for fall and winter and our screen porch. Right. We, we should plan ahead. Um, the best time to do those projects is when you don't need to do those projects, as always. It's always nice to do them when it's 80 degrees and sunny. Yeah. Versus negative 40 and lots of wind, lots of snow and a little bit of sleet mixed in there too. It's so, never a good time to do those. So our screen porch is uh, roughly 14 foot square. Mm -hmm. um, it's attached to the backside of our garage and it's on a concrete pad. So it's, it's fairly well built. The, um, one of the, the things it's screened in, but the thing is they've usually had some sort of uh, translucent panels to cut and break the wind coming directly from the West side. Um, homeowner special. So a simple wooden frame that we've stretched plastic poly sheet over. Right. And it just, it, it worked. For the time being, mm -hmm. which is really nice, but we wanted to kind of add something to that so that way we can actually at least see the traffic. Right. And something that would be more uh, long-term, I guess, uh, something a little bit more structurally stable than just a thin piece of plastic. And the plastic did its job. So we're, we're, we've gotten some, um, I believe it's 10 mil thick uh, plexiglass, like roofing panels for a uh, greenhouse, perhaps. Yes. So it's the corrugated roofing panels. Yep. So we're going to cut those down and um, they actually make some plastic mounting fixtures for those so that when you do use them as roof panels, it fills in the corrugations and critters and whatnot don't get caught up in there. And I'm just wondering if we can caulk that just to kind of help with a little bit of anti-bugs in, in. I mean, we're still think. I'm thinking we're still keeping the screens on there because those screens are still good, but just so that way we don't get you know spiders growing in there and the driving rain you know, and the driving so rain. This is not a weather tight project, but if we can mitigate some of that, it'll keep the uh, the area from taking on more water than it can handle for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. You know, we always go back to the the biggest thing about being a homeowner is water management. Yes. So, so that'd be a fun project for us to accomplish, tackle this weekend. Of course, we're probably going to post some before and after photos on the Facebook. Yes, for sure. Because so. I really want that. I want the sun to be able to come in during kind of the late afternoon because the side we're going to be doing this on is going to be the west side. So I'm looking forward to the sun coming in and hitting my glitter, my glittered floor. Right. Because you painted the floor in there. Yes. It is super sparkly. So you use some um, 
kind of run-of-the-mill concrete paint. I'm not exactly sure that it was rated for the wet environment. I don't know. It said garage floor paint. So, you know, we, we, we used it. Um, two coats of the color and the sprinkle flakes on top. And then what did you do? So I took a pound of glitter and added it to the clear coat and clear coated it to kind of seal it again with glitter paint because you can never have too much sparkle in your life. And it actually turned out quite well, I think. It did. Mm-hmm. It did. So we got, it's really neat. I'm just now looking forward to actually having the sun hit it. I don't think it's going to be bright enough to get like rainbow flakes on the walls or anything, but it's going to sparkle. It's going to shine. Right. Even with those translucent uh, plexi panels, the the roofing corrugated panels, uh, it'll still block some of the direct, you know, it'll diffuse things quite a bit. So without having that direct sunlight smashing and reflecting off those um, sparkles, <laughs> it, yeah, it'll still look pretty though. Right. I think it'll still do the the job. So I'm looking forward to that just to kind of see how that looks come the weekend. Right. And then we had also gotten the, uh, the plastic, whatchamacallit, um, the bar and the ice bin out there. So we're making kind of a tiki bar area too. We are. And you've got your uh, hammock. Mm-hmm. It is a great place to just, just to sit back and just kind of relax and enjoy the peaceful evening hours. Um, really enjoy taking a book out there and just kind of relaxing, reading a book and having a nice, quiet, bug-free area. And you can watch over the garden without getting attacked by bugs. Very true. How, it is, is, how is the garden? The garden is doing really good. I had noticed the today that we have a little gray squirrel who likes to hop up into the top level of our little gardens. So I'm going to be kind of curious to see if there's any extra like sunflowers being grown in there, if they're digging and burying nuts and whatnots in our garden. We also have a murder of crows that, that we've been enjoying. Is it a gaggle of no, crows? It, it, it's a murder. Is it really? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Um, there's four of them. Only four? That I, I, th- I really think that there's like 15 of them. I know, but they're loud and very active. And, and they've been picking through the garden as well, but I think they're in there for the bugs. That I'll be happy with. Right. So uh, yeah, I went on a walk one morning and everybody else's yard's got the beautiful songbirds and everything like that. And I get back to our house and all we have is like crows. It's like there's a line of crows around our property and just all crowing. I'm like, not the pretty songbirds I was hoping for. No, it was more like screeching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- this summer has been pretty good as far as weather and temperatures go. Mm-hmm. When we, we had a hot spell there in June, as we usually do. A uh, couple storms. It's been raining now, so that's good to um, kind of balance out that super hot spell. And it's been getting kind of cooler at night, so in the 60s. I don't enjoy the humidity that that brings and the dew, but sort of nice to have the windows open a little bit. Very true. And I noticed that today you mowed the lawn and you took out the figure eights that I put into the lawn when I mowed the other day. I don't make the, I don't make the pretty patterns or anything. I just get the lawn mowed and I don't really pay attention to the detail of the pattern I'm putting into the lawn. I just go for the mowed look. So the purpose of mowing the lawn is so that the grass gets cut shorter. Did you accomplish that task? I did. Then you've succeeded. And now I really want to try to figure out how to put a better figure eight and make it larger throughout the whole entire yard because we do have the lawnmower to accomplish that. Right. The downside is that you'll be crossing over the center a lot and that puts a lot of stress and compaction into that area. I know, but to do it once would be kind of awesome. Certainly. Mm-hmm. I actually brought out the uh, the standard push mower today because I wanted a lawn workout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Week weeknight lawn work. Yeah. Workout. So it's one of the things that I do kind of mess about having the the zero turn is actually getting. You don't out have to use the zero turn. I, I'm just going to put it out there like that. And, and I didn't. I made the executive decision that I wanted to walk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mowed three quarters of an acre. With a push mower all the time. 
Well, that's just fantastic. I know. It was a perfect workout. You could walk for like five miles and never leave your home. Exactly. Um, One of the things that's kind of a a justification in my head for actually working out in a gym just doesn't seem right. So I kind of have to find a way to work out and actually do something. Mm -hmm. So this is, you know, instead of just walking around the block 10 times, you actually can accomplish something while you're getting your five mile walk in. Very true. So, and this time we have a full acre. I know. So if you want to mold the uh, 40,000 square feet of lawn, go right ahead. And I will, because I do enjoy doing it. So the other thing that we're kind of pondering is what to do with the uh, second portion of the lot underneath the large pine trees. Mm -hmm. We've had a couple suggestions to uh, throw down some lime and get the soil balanced out, um, making a better environment for grass to grow. So that we have more lawn to mow. The, it, the thing that I always look at with that second half is I've gone over and I've picked up all the twigs and branches. And I think that they're just like growing from the ground. I don't think they're coming off of the trees. I think they're just coming up from the ground. Because I can go out there and I can pick up like four wheelbarrows worth of sticks. So it's the same phenomenon then you're, you're thinking of the farmers in the fields having to pick rocks every year. Probably. I'm, that's what I'm thinking. The, these farmers have farmed the same acreage of land for multiple generations for like 200 years, and they're still picking rocks out of the field. Mm-hmm. Where do they come from? And then getting sticks. They just, you know, randomly spur up from the ground, like, you know, from the ancient dinosaurs. Probably. Okay, that's pretty far out for this week. We're coming about to the end of the hour two. We are. So I hope you all have a a good and happy 4th of July celebration weekend. Remember to be safe with your fireworks. Don't hold them in your hands whilst you light them. And light them far away. Right. And if you're curious about getting a hold of us, head over to MyRapids.com. They can send you a text or call you. At 715-323-2577. And it is a very text-friendly Number two, so if you don't want to call and just want to text me, that'd be perfectly fine as well. Awesome. We we are on a couple social media outlets, and so is the rest of our Coldwell Banker family. Mm-hmm. So we, we do work closely with Coldwell Banker Advantage down in Rome and the Belvapar office a little bit farther south in Adams. So if you're looking for lake properties, let us know. We can help you out. Like we discussed, we can go the entire state. Sometimes we'll hand you off to another agent, though, just because they know the area a little bit better, but we can get you close. Right. So, you know, definitely give us a call and we'd love to chat with you about your home ownership and where you're at and where you would like to go. All right. So you guys all have a great Central Wisconsin Day and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.